This one's personal. Uh, I told this story when I first started the podcast, and I gave it uh, really as a talk to PT schools and a couple of PT conferences back when I uh, had graduated in 2016, and it was it was pretty helpful. Uh, the feedback we got was, was a pretty cool story because it showed what you have inside is pretty powerful, and maybe you should put on some blinders or put on some earmuffs when you've got something in your head or your heart that you're really passionate about. So I wanted to share it again because someone had asked me about it. So uh, this episode, again, pretty personal to share. And you'll see why. Thanks to our friends at MW Therapy. You deserve to love using your EMR. You use it a lot as a physical therapist. You just plain old should. Something customizable, something modern, something that can help your entire clinic Uh, Check out what they have. They've got the all-in-one outpatient EMR with built-in patient portal, marketing automation, and the billing features you want at a great value. Uh, Check out mwtherapy.com where switching over your EMR is easy. And where does your PT or PTA license take you? I love calling it a license. You're free to go where you want to go when you have a license. Jackson Therapy Partners providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. Check out Travel Physical Therapy and where it could take you at jacksontherapy.com. And your CBD store, get the ABCs of CBD at cbdrx4u.com. All right, something personal, exposing myself a little bit here, something personal coming your way on the show right now. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. The rarely told backstory to a 4 million download physical therapy podcast that almost didn't happen. Here's how this thing came to actually be. All right, the backstory that we rarely have told to this podcast, it, it almost didn't happen. Here's how this thing came to be. Well, first off, this podcast was complete serendipity. We did not have a plan. We did not have a team. We did not have funding. We didn't really have support. But what did we have? Uh, We had curiosity. We had passion. We had gaps in knowledge. We were PT students at the time when we launched. We had no fear of failure. We had people rooting for us, which was huge. And we had no one telling us not to do it. Well, almost no one. All right, so I was a rock radio DJ for about 15 years. The cliche rock radio DJ. I came to work in cargo shorts, don't judge, and a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. I played rock music loud, gave away beer and concert tickets, hung out with rock stars. Cliche, right? I was also the program director, so I got to do some fun, creative planning and strategy stuff too. Essentially, I had the dream job of my 12-year-old self. My 30-year-old self loved it too. Until, dun, 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 the internet. And really, when smartphones started to really get smart. See, once geography didn't matter, like you didn't need to be in the range of a radio tower to hear my radio station, a thought came into my head. We are now competing with the world, not just our local competition. And I don't know how we're going to win that. So I thought about this and I brought this problem to all the super smart people that were above me at the radio company. And I thought these guys are going to be thrilled at my astute insight and they'll begin to plan to face this threat immediately. This this smartphone internet thing. 
they in fact did not do any of that. <laughs> what did they do? They patted me on the head and told me, the sky is not falling, go back to the radio studio, DJ boy, play rock music loud, give away beer and concert tickets, and relax. We've got this. Nothing important is on the radar. I did none of that. I immediately began planning my exit strategy from this field that I have loved and wanted to be in my entire life. I did it immediately. It just felt like it was the beginning of the end. So I took my prerequisite courses for PT school, exited my dream job, and bid my former life goodbye and became a full-time PT student at 33 years old. Now, fast forward, PT school was great. I liked all the areas of PT that I got to interact with. Most of them I didn't even know existed before I got to PT school. I uh, loved learning. I loved the potential of a physical therapist and the profession. And most of all, I loved the people. But there was one thing that was bothering me. Well, some people tended to overcomplicate things. Here, here's what I mean. I was at a conference as a PT student in a room full of a thousand people during a presentation from someone who knew something I wanted to understand, and I couldn't. I couldn't understand a lot of it. It's going over my head. Now, first, I chalked up not being able to understand to just being a noob. I was a PT student, and eventually I'll just be able to get this. But then a funny thing happened. They call it the networking hour. It's also known as happy hour. I ran into that presenter in the bar, and I thought this. I paid 200 bucks to come here. Before I leave, I am learning something. So I walked up, introduced myself, and we started talking about his presentation and his background and his life. And 15 minutes and one beer later, I understood everything about his presentation. The entire thing was clear. None of the concepts were actually over my head, PT student or not. So where was the disconnect? So I started thinking about that. What was the change from the stage to the bar? And here's what it was. On stage, he was a presenter giving a presentation. In the bar, he was a person having a conversation. And that difference caused an idea to be born. What if we could have great conversations that were easy to understand at scale? Could we scale conversations? And this is 2015, so this little thing called podcasting was really starting to take off. Sharing good information in ways people could understand, and you throw and drink it a beer while we were at it. So we launched. We launched this PT Pintcast podcast with a six-episode six-pack. Cute, right? And the goal was to just have six conversations, share a few beers, learn some stuff, release them to the world, and be done. It was going to be a six-episode series, and that's it. Funny thing is, that's not what happened. We released our six episodes, and somehow we got 10,000 downloads in the first month. I have no idea how that many ears heard it that fast. I'd love to say it was planned, but as I mentioned, it was sort of serendipitous. And now we were being asked the question, hey, who are you gonna talk to next? And here is where the 4 million download podcast almost stopped right there. You see, before I just went out and started interviewing some more people, I actually went to people around my PT school looking for validation, looking for permission. Really, I was looking for guests. In hindsight, I know I didn't need permission. I didn't need validation from these people, but I wanted it. I was a student and I was asking people who I respected or I thought knew more than me what they thought. And here's what I found. I found one professor who explicitly told me not to continue this project. I was told this project will distract from your education. They repeat it. Do not continue this project. It is not in your best interest. So what happened? Well, I froze and I thought, 
ooh, this was a no-brainer to this person who's a professor. They should know more. I guess I shouldn't be doing this. But then I asked another professor what she thought. And this one gave a drastically different answer. She said, I don't really know what this podcasting thing is or where you're going with it, but you clearly care about it. And it seems like at face value, it shares good information to people. So why wouldn't you keep doing it? She answered me with a question. Now, again, I didn't need her permission. I didn't need her validation, but I wanted it. And I got it in the form of why wouldn't you keep doing it? Now that was 2015. And as I record today, we're more than a thousand episodes in. 182 countries have heard our show, more than 4.2 million downloads and countless relationships and friendships. Later, the show's still going. It helped me find and continue to find a place in this profession and world where I can try and provide value. The TLDR, too long didn't read lessons from this. Here's what I found. First, be careful what advice you dispense. You might be being looked up to, but you might not be an expert on the topic being discussed. That first professor I talked to, I don't know if she understood what podcasting was, but her gut visceral reaction was, don't do it because it isn't what you're here for. Turns out it actually was. Number two, people can look for validation and permission from others and society. Here's the thing, you don't need it. I know, I know, I know, you feel like you do. You want validation, you want that permission, but you don't need it to start. Okay, but what if you still, you still feel like you need it? Here's what I want you to do. Ask someone that you trust and that you know is open-minded. And number three, realize that people often react to questions like, should I start a podcast? Based on their own internal fears, they're all gonna laugh at you. This will fail because others have tried and they failed. If this was a good idea, someone would have done it already, right? You've heard that before. Don't give in to these. Now, here's the thing. I didn't record this video for all of you who are watching it. I didn't make it for all of you. I made it for you. I'm talking to you. The person who's watching that has that BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, the person watching that has had this idea or project in your head or your heart, but you just need to jump. I recorded this video for the person that knows that you have something to add. You know it. Ask, what's the best that could happen? If you like what you see in your mind after you ask yourself that question, start immediately, if not sooner, jump. Now, don't wait for permission or information, go. It could be a podcast, a company, a social media account, or a lemonade stand, I don't care. Begin, proceed, go. I don't even know why you're still watching or listening. If the idea still feels too crazy to work right now, I am a radio DJ physical therapist. I'm a science communicator. My job didn't exist. I make podcasts, videos, Twitter threads as my job. The job did not exist, and then it did. So why not yours? Why not your crazy idea coming to reality? But here's the thing, when you get on your way, don't forget to DM me so we can do an episode about it on our podcast. If you got to the end of this video and got value from it, can I ask two small, easy favors? Uh, share the video with someone that you think should hear it, share it on your social media accounts, and subscribe to our podcast with the link in the uh, description below. So why are you still sitting here? Go start your idea. All right, did you get something out of that? Was that 
Was that impactful for you? Was that helpful? Let us know if that's the kind of episodes you want. We can make more of those if you like them. But if I don't hear from you, how am I supposed to know? Uh, drop us a DM on any of the social media platforms at PT Pinecast or an email. The website's ptpinecast.com. We want to know what you're looking to hear from us. And the only way to do that is for you to, well, open up your mouth and tell us or your fingers, wherever we do the texting these days. Thanks to our friends at Physical Therapy and Balance Centers for keeping the show on the air. You want to open a PT practice? You thinking about selling your practice? Well, know this. On average, a PT private practice that joins the physical network grows more than 40%. That's a lot of growth. So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to the industry now, visit physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. Also, thanks to our friends at the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Leaders in orthopedic physical therapy, they are the Academy of Orthopedic PT. Find them online at orthopt.org. Right now, with their industry-leading resource, Current Concepts of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, in its fifth edition. Perfect guide for taking you from wherever you are to confident and competent to take that OCS exam. Get details now, orthopt.org. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.